You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Joe Smith. And today's episode is the final part. It's the final countdown. Except we're not counting down, but it's okay. Final part of the series. Okay. <laughs> Bring it down. Um, so hopefully you've been <laughs> watching the other parts of this series, the best defense for a good offense. And today in uh, part four, we are talking about how to live the gospel of the unoffendable. So um, you, I mean, come on, y'all, you know what it is. Share this. Can't even get into it. We have you been so blessed know. by this series. Like I've shared this with people. I've sent it out in messages and been like, Hey, this is good. Yeah. And not to toot my own horn, but um, God has been working through this in my own life, mm-hmm. um, uh, bringing repentance, bringing um, action, yeah. know, having to reach out and ask for forgiveness for people. And mm-hmm. um, Well, and it actually came about from a friend of ours um, sharing something. She was sharing something she had read, which actually I should probably put that on our page so that you all can read it as well. Might as well. Might as well and do it. And she kind of was just like, hey, you guys should share about this. Yeah. And what she had said was really humbling because mm-hmm. there were some things she threw in that I was like, oh, I didn't even... I wasn't even trying to do that. Like I really, I struggle with this. And so, okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks I didn't that. know that I was doing okay with that, but, yeah. um, but just as a way to, I guess, confirm, mm-hmm. um, in the spirit that, um, what God was working on us in us through, through us, us about it. us, I don't Near know, us. um, was, was resonating and was witnessing to someone else. Amen. So. so you do the same, share this with somebody. Yeah. And we want to give a shout out to, uh, more of our friends in the inner mm-hmm. circle. If you're a part of the inner circle, thank you so much for your love and support. You're awesome. Um, you get episodes early, you get extra content, you get discounts, um, you get all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you know that our inner circle gets a 15% discount on all merch just because what? they're our inner circle? Just cause. Just cause they're part of our group. So they can go to our website and they can get a t-shirt, they can get a sticker, they can get Kylie Joe's new surrender shirt that's available on our podcast and yes. get a saved uh, bracelet. Mm-hmm. Handmade. Handmade. We make those. Um, they can get all of this at a 15% discount just because they're part of our inner circle. It's true. So if you want that, you want new content, you want extra stuff. Two dollars. Two dollars. It. it starts you off. So yeah. hit us up. Please. Us up. All right. So wait, hold on. Oh, so I just before we get before into this, we do it. Um, also, thank you to everyone who's uh, been streaming. Save me. Yes. Um, we are so excited. At oh, my goodness. Just kind of what God's been doing with that. Overwhelmed. And, and so we want you to continue uh, stream it, share it, mm-hmm. let people know. Um, and if you ever want Kylie Joe to come to your uh, church, your group, your potluck. If you're socially distancing in a parking lot and you need somebody to come sing some beautiful music, that's how I'm, that's, don't ask for Nick. No, that's why I was demonstrating do the difference. Don't ask for me. <laughs> um, but we'd love to be there and you can actually contact us either through Kylie Joe's website or yes. through the Nick Smith podcast website and yeah. ask for booking. That is correct. Also keep an eye out for the save me lyric video. It will oh, be yeah. coming to you soon. On the way. It's going to be way. great. So this episode, this one as the final part and really, again, we've done a couple series, obviously, this is not the end of the discussion. That's right. This is not all there is to know about this topic. But for the for the time being, this last episode, we want to 
just wrap it up with practical application and yes. some things that, you know, for us as Christians, we use, and we even do it, we'll use Christianese. We'll use mm-hmm. that language that's like, you know, just do it with grace. And, you know, just like all those things we like to say, and we do it with that real raspy voice to, like that. Do you have to say it? <laughs> like you're a pimp from the yeah. 80s? <laughs> hey, man, we do things with grace, baby. <laughs> Last week like it was a beatnik. <laughs> now we're... <laughs> now you're huggy bear. Yes. I don't even understand. But anyway, But anyway, ahead. we use these terms that we kind of take for granted what they might mean, or maybe we don't even know what they mean. Yeah. And so we're going to dive into that, um, what it means to live the gospel of the unoffendable. And really, yeah, we've talked a lot about identity. Yes. That is an essential part of every issue we face. It is. Um, because it goes back to just the core, right? Yeah. Who we are. Not the C-A-R, as my California people, how we say it. It goes back to the core. Go back to the core. Get the stuff out the core. It goes back to the core, C-O-R-E, thank you, of who we are. So this living the gospel of the unoffendable is about who you are in Christ. Yes. I think it's so important what you said about it going back to the core. Um, (laughs) Now I can't hear that without (laughs) hearing Going back to the center. Going back to the the centermost part of who we are. Uh, Scripture talks about guard your heart for from it flows Mm. the rivers of life. And the heart is deceitful and wicked above all else. Yes. And on its own. As a man thinks, so so is he, right? Yes. And so. Or if you're King James, as a man thinketh. So shalleth he beeth. Something like that. I don't even remember. It makes me think that people in that era had a (laughs) list. list. (laughs) (laughs) And they just wrote it in. As a man thinketh. (laughs) (laughs) So shall he (laughs) beeth. I'm pretty sure that's how King James language came to be. So say you. King James had a lisp and so he felt really self-conscious. And and he was like, everybody's going to have a lisp. (laughs) (laughs) This is how we all talk. (laughs) They're going to think that's how we talk back then. That's what we want them to believe. Anyway, sorry. We're we're way off topic. We're not trying to be offensive. That was good. Um, But anyway, in scripture, it it, uh, calls that to attention. That the center of who we are. From it flows all of our decision-making beings. And I yeah. love decision-making. Uh, what did beings. you just say? I said decision-making beings. That didn't even I make sense. decision-making beans. And Let's, I was like. See, you're throwing us off. <laughs> I'm messing it up. Okay. <laughs> but. Uh, scene. Okay. Yes. Uh, what scripture tells us is that that innermost part of us uh, will direct to the rest of our life. Yeah. And if we're not careful, if we're not guarding that, and mm-hmm. if we don't have a solid root and foundation as believers, we know that that root and foundation has to be in Christ. Yeah. And if we don't have that, then we're going to be tossed. We're yeah. going to uh, find some sort of way to identify with something that's less than. Yeah. And when we've talked about it before with like quarantine and stuff, mm-hmm. what we've seen, the great revealer of the heart has been this pressure around us yeah. has only exposed the things that were already within us. It's not that, Oh, this is just so horrible and everything's bad. And it's blah, blah, blah. It's no, you already had this bitterness and this, this weirdness inside of you, but mm-hmm. now it's coming out because there's, yeah. there's a little bit more pressure on you. Yeah. And so in that you have to keep your identity in Christ in order mm-hmm. to live the gospel of the unoffendable. Yes. Um, because when you're not in Christ, then you're living. I love how uh, Pastor Eric Mason says, uh, "You're living in a substandard identity. Mm-hmm. You're you're living at a level that God never intended for you to live." Yeah. And in that, you're you're fighting for these scraps, and you're fighting for um, purpose, and yeah. you're fighting for something. And it causes you to be defensive. It causes you to be offendable. It causes yeah. you to be offensive. Yeah. It's that and, thing we were talking about where you put up all these things in front of you mm-hmm. that you identify with that then become extensions of your identity. So then anytime one of those things gets 
um, shot down or criticized, um, you then take that so incredibly personally. It's because you're placing your identity in something substandard. Yes. Um, and we, we spoke last week, um, about, or in the last episode, whenever you watched it, you could have watched it like five seconds ago, but, um, (laughs) we spoke in the last episode about how, uh, we are supposed to know our offensiveness Mm -hmm. because part of living a gospel of, of being unoffended is knowing that you have been saved by grace yeah, and knowing yeah. that God loves you. And that's why you're saved. Mm-hmm. Not because you fought your way into the kingdom, not because right. you did the right things, you checked the right boxes or you didn't do enough bad things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love when, um, uh, Paul says in Ephesians uh, chapter two mm-hmm. verses three through five, he says, all of us also lived among them at one time, talking about people who live in the world, people mm-hmm. who don't have their identity rooted in Christ. Right. He says, all of us, lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh mm-hmm. and following its desires and thoughts. Mm-hmm. So just going to pause there for a second, following its desires, the, the desires of the flesh and the thoughts of the flesh lead us into this self-centered. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the cycle of offense, right? Yep. That's where that leads you. Yeah. And then he, he continues. He says, like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. By nature. By just nature. like as you were. That's right. As you were. As you were. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah. It, we deserved God's wrath. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of his great love for us, yep. right? God who could have taken the stance of being offended. Mm-hmm. He could have taken that stance of like, you guys aren't worth me saving. You guys aren't worth me. But because of his love for us, mm-hmm. God who is rich in mercy mm-hmm. made us alive in Christ when we were dead in transgression. Yeah, It is by grace you have been saved. So Paul's telling us that part of this identity in Christ is understanding that at one point you were dead completely yeah. dead in your sin. Mm-hmm. And somebody's going to be like, I wasn't there. I was walking around and breathing. Okay, but you were living a life that was not filled with life. That's right. <laughs> and so you you were dead in your transgression. Yeah. Christ made you live. If you're a believer in Jesus, this is the gospel. Mm-hmm. This is that Christ dying on the cross for your sins and then being resurrected and sitting at the right hand of the Father and giving you this gift of eternal life that he will breathe his life into you. So it's no longer your life. Exactly. You you no longer live. Mm-hmm. You were dead. And so the life that you now live is the life that Christ lives in you. Yeah. And that's that life of abundance. Mm-hmm. It's that life we've talked before about the peace of God. We've talked before about um, the joy of of being in Christ. And that, that's where that Lord, comes yeah. from. It's not, we don't muster these things up. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, it, we understand that it's not our righteousness. Now there's a word that we use when we talk about the cross that imputed righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just basically means it's been transferred into our account. So like that's that, right. that righteousness that, Christ already had and has eternally. Mm-hmm. He has now said, if you are in me, now that righteousness is your righteousness. That's right. And so we understand that like all of this, when we talk about the the gospel and the cross and what happens, this is all part of that. Yeah. We tend to focus so much on the cross being, okay, and now I don't have to go to hell because Jesus went to hell, right? Like we, fire we, we like to, yeah, we like to think of it like, oh, Jesus already secured that for me, so I don't have to worry about it. But then we don't really piece together the entire body of the gospel yeah. because Christ is, um, he's all of these things for us. Now he will be those things for us in the future. He has been those things for us all along. And so, um, that's good. And when it says because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy. So Mm -hmm. we have love and mercy. And then at the end, it says it is by grace. You've been saved. So love Mm -hmm. being that agape love, that unconditional, I love you no matter what. That's right. And then mercy being, I'm going to withhold 
the punishment you rightly deserve by nature, by nature, deserving yeah. of wrath. I'm going to withhold that. Mm -hmm. And then grace being, but in place of that, I'm going to give you what you could never earn, which is the righteousness of God, Praise which is Lord. to yeah. be called sons of and daughters of the living God. Yes. We are heirs, co-heirs with Christ. Yes. And so this, in this series, mm -hmm. we've kind of been jumping around this thought of like, um, having your identity placed outside of Christ, not owning that identity as a son and daughter of, of the, the most high God, mm -hmm. not living with yourself centered in Christ, mm -hmm. right? Um, that leads us to these roads of offense. It leads us to yeah. pride. It leads us to arrogance. It leads us to fear. Mm -hmm. It leads us to isolation. But um, what we have to understand is when we enter into Christ, mm -hmm. We enter into this gospel and this gospel calls us, this good news calls us to die to self. And for that, that's an offense to us, mm -hmm. right? We have to um, yeah. kind of wrap our minds around the greatest offense. Mm -hmm. I love to, to look at it like this. I can't remember who explained it to me this way, but uh, the world, when, you, when you're in the world, it mm -hmm. works like a funnel, right? Okay. And so there's this big wide net that says, hey, do whatever you want and follow your heart and follow who you want to be and as you live that life, uh, the world begins to choke you out. You mm. begin to, to feel that oppression and you start to be offended by this and offended by that. And you isolate and you, you start to live in such a way that is, is draining of who you are. Yeah. The gospel is the opposite. It's like an inverted funnel. Oh, you have okay. to deal with the greatest offense at first. Mm -hmm. The greatest offense isn't what your neighbor said about you. It isn't wow. what, uh, how people treat you. Your greatest offense is God looking you in your eye and saying, you have to die to self. Yeah. Everything that is you, that you have so much pride in the rich young ruler. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You've got to die to that. Yeah. And when you can say, all right, I'm, I'm all in, mm -hmm. I want to be in Christ. Then what opens up from that? Then, but we don't see it at the beginning. We don't see it because right. just like the rich young ruler, we have taken, we have been in the world. So we've been in that funnel where we've mm -hmm. been being parsed down. You can't see it. Parsed down. <laughs> In the Yay. funnel, we're parsed down um, to where we're at that precipice almost mm -hmm. of, okay, well, if you can handle this offensiveness or offend, offend, yeah, if you're going to handle this offense that everything you've built your life upon mm -hmm. is no longer who you are, this yeah. is no longer identity. If you can just get past that, but we are so short sighted. Yeah. Just like the rich younger, like, but, but Jesus is my stuff, but Lord is my, is the identity I've built up is who I am. What if I'm not that person, then who am I? Exactly. And then we're faced with that. And before we even get a chance to see a glimpse of what opens up after that, we walk away mm. very sad, Wow. sad because we have great possessions, things that we take into ourselves as our identity, which we say are, which it's worded as great possessions, but they're actually lesser than yeah. it's, it's a, a minimized, view of what God truly has for you. And mm. I love when Paul says all of these things I consider as trash. He yeah. actually says dung. I consider this as excrement or rubbish or if you're reading I, like then. Yeah. But if you read like the original <laughs> language, he's talking about poop. He's talking he about said, the doo-doo. He, he said <laughs> everything that I've done up to this point, I consider it garbage. Yeah. Uh, compared with being in Christ, like compared yeah. with who I am in Jesus, everything yeah. else doesn't matter. And what Paul has mm. experienced in that moment is he's entered into that upside down funnel. He's yeah. experienced the graded, graded, the greatest. Could be graded. I don't know. A plus. <laughs> it could be at a slant. <laughs> I don't know what percentage of the grade he's going up. Um, he experiences the greatest offense 
which yeah. is Christ calling us to die. Yeah. And then at that point, he's able to live in this gospel of being unoffended. Mm. And um, we wrote down some some scriptures. Here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, go ahead. So yeah, so we understand the gospel is he, what Jesus called us to in the gospel. Mm-hmm. Take up your cross, turn away from all these things and follow me. He says mm-hmm. it multiple times to different people in the scriptures. But one of the things that I love is in Galatians mm-hmm. where Paul says it is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. Wait a second. So if it's not you that lives, then who's the offended person? Uh, Which person's offended? Because uh, if I'm not alive, how can I be offended? Does, I don't. It doesn't just, make sense. I'm just saying. So, just saying. and again, these are, these, a lot of these are scriptures you may have heard mm-hmm. that maybe become just like the, you know, those cute little phrases that we use. It's no yeah. longer I live with Christ in me. No, listen, what that means is those things you hold dear are now dead to you. Mm-hmm. They should be dead to you. Those, those offended things. Yeah are dead to you. And also we're told that we have the mind of Christ. That's first Corinthians right there. Yes. It's, it's almost a juxtaposition. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. These things are happening, whatever, but Mm -hmm. we have the mind of Christ, right? We're also told in first Peter two, nine, that you're a Royal priesthood. Yeah. A holy nation. Come on. A chosen people, chosen people. We also are told in second Timothy one seven, this is my life verse that we have not been given a spirit of fear. Yeah. So all that fear we have about what we're going to lose or how it's going to make us look or how it's going to offend people. We don't have, that's not the spirit we've been given. That's right. By God. Also Colossians three, Mm -hmm. if then you're raised with Christ, set your heart on things above and not on things below. Yeah. For you have died. You're dead. And your life is now hidden in Christ. Yeah. Like these are things we hope that these, these scriptures are not just, Oh yeah. It says that in the Bible, this thing, it sounds like very philosophical and very like, Oh, I don't know. It means something eternally. No, right now, what it means for you, if you truly are in Christ, if your identity is placed in him, then you no longer are worried about these worldly things. You're not consumed with uh, civilian matters. Yeah. I love that. He says that when he's like, if, um, uh, what did he say? Someone in the military and yeah. soldier yep. soldier is more concerned about the orders from his superior than he is about civilian issues. And, and what you said about, um, in the scripture, I love the word if when, yeah. when Paul uses when the Holy spirit leads scripture to put us in this position of if, because if is a it's word a that, that causes us to examine ourselves. Mm-hmm. if you've been raised with Christ, um, if, if you call yourself a believer mm-hmm. and for us living the gospel of unoffendedness, right? Unoffendability, unoffendability, being <laughs> the unoffendableness, um, <laughs> living that, that life has to be rooted. It has to be rooted. has to, has to, has to be rooted in us answering. Yes, I am mm-hmm. rooted in Christ. Yes, I am. In yeah. spite of what I feel, mm-hmm. in spite of how, um, things may happen around me. And, and I love that all of this identity stuff does not negate the God-given identity as far as it's not negating your, your family. It's not negating no, your, your personality, your, personality <laughs> your ethnicity, your height, your like, it's not negating that. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is that's not your primary identifier anymore. Right. Yes. You are uh, whatever X, Y, Z, but you are a Christian. You're in Christ first and yeah. foremost. Yeah. And so when we live this way, when we understand this gospel and we root ourselves in that, then Again, I love what you said about it's no longer you who live. Mm-hmm. When it's not me, then I don't have anything to defend. Yeah. When it's yeah. not me, then I don't have to fight. All I have to do is love people. Yeah. You said that in the first part of the series. Like if okay. what if what you're forgot, if, tell me. <laughs> if what you're standing on can defend itself. Mm. Like mm-hmm. there is no greater position. Yeah. 
than to be able to sit at the right hand of the father and not have to, you don't have to answer to anyone. You, yeah. you don't have to defend. You don't have to make a case. You have made your case. Yeah. And that is who we put our identity in. When we have our identity in the one mm-hmm. who actually makes a case for us. That's right. What, what do we need to fight? About? What do we need to claw and scratch and fight for? Yeah. We don't have to because we are now co-heirs with that one. I love that one, that one, the one, the one, uh, last week we were talking a little bit about the Shalom of, of God, right? Mm-hmm. This, this piece, the word peace doesn't really fit as, as completely as yeah, it needs it's like to. the so, best we can come up with. Yeah. So like <laughs> Shalom is being the type of person that lives, um, like where everything around you is, is, is meshing, is gelling, mm. right? You're living in the will of God in such a way that you're not going against God's will in nature. You're not going against God's will in your relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. You're not going against God's will in the way you eat and the way you dress. Like you're living in the peace of God. Mm-hmm. And so that the things that you do are no longer about you, but they're about magnifying God's glory in your life. Yes. And so if that's what you're doing, there's no room to live an offended life. Yeah. Now there will be moments where, there are, um, there's cause to be mm-hmm. offended, right? Yeah. There's cause when, when the gospel's at hand, when yes. there are things that degrade the image of God, the imago dei, mm-hmm. right? When we see people murdered in the streets, when yes. we see children starving, when we yes. see um, women and children sold into sex slavery yeah. and men. We, we see orphans and the elderly and yes. widows, people being cast aside and abused and degrade poor those things should offend us Mm -hmm. at our core because those things break the heart of God yes but those things shouldn't personally offend me as in now I'm mad at you or discussing those things should not be done in such a way that we are trying to fight for territory for ourselves yeah or we're trying to prove a point for ourselves yeah or defend how we feel because here's the thing if you and again, we've talked about this. If you really feel the need to defend so much of how you feel about something, there's a chance it may not be rooted in the gospel. There's a chance yeah. it may be rooted in your flesh. You or may a need, wound or, yes, yeah. you may need to kill that part of your flesh before you can actively enter into that conversation. Yeah. Because what God calls us to is a ministry of reconciliation. Mm, like scripture says that yeah. Jesus, Jesus came to seek and save the lost, right? Yeah. And if we're his followers, then that's our job that's as well. We should do. Yeah. And so if we're given the ministry of reconciliation with Jesus began to reconcile us to him. Mm-hmm. And so our job now is to help find more people to bring to Jesus. Yeah. We're not making disciples of ourselves. We're trying to make disciples of Jesus. Right. How can you do that if you're living uh, just booty hurtness, right? <laughs> if you're living in this, that's your booty hurt. That's the Nick Smith version. Um, but if you're, you can't reconcile with someone if you're upset and if you're defensive, you can't yeah. reconcile with someone if you're offensive towards them. Yep. And if all you're doing is, is trying to antagonize people, mm-hmm. then you're not living in the mission that God called us to That's do. That's right. That's right. right. That's right. What else? Yeah. And like one of the things, um, our culture is very like acceptance heavy. Like we talk a lot about acceptance and inclusion yeah. and all these things. And the gospel actually talks about this. We, mm-hmm. a lot of people like to focus on the gospel being exclusive. Like if you don't do these things and that must mean you're not saved, but here's the thing we're actually instructed in Romans 15, seven, towards mm-hmm. one another, accept one another mm-hmm. just as Christ accepted you. In other words, hold the phone. Hello. What, <laughs> what has Christ had to accept you in spite of? Yeah. 
So and then accept other people in the same way. I can't remember who said it, but oh, I think it's Matt, uh, Matt Chandler or Francis Chan. One of them said this. That Chandler God, Chan. God. Chan Chan. <laughs> Matt Frank. Um, <laughs> that God isn't waiting to love a future version of you. Yes. Right? Yeah, like yeah. God loves you where you are. Yeah. Now his love purifies you and his love brings us into mm-hmm. holiness and his love uh, does great and amazing things in our life. Yeah. But you have to understand that God accepts and transforms you mm-hmm. where you are. Mm-hmm. And so accepting one another just as Christ has accepted you doesn't mean we have to wait to love a future version of someone. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we have to uh, beat someone into our image of who we think a Christian should be or Mm -hmm. a disciple should be and then love that. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say, we oftentimes think we're like, we're chiseling someone like, Oh, I'm just going to work out these rough edges. And, Mm, but really what you're doing is you are, you're maiming them. Mm, Wow. You're not, you're not being like the refiner. Yeah. He, the refiner's fire. Right. And we know God is a, is a surgeon and he's carefully cutting and crafting and mm-hmm. he's the one with the chisel anyway. Yeah. But what we end up doing is we just start swinging and hacking as much as we can. Yeah. And we think that we're being, cause we're, we're trying to be like God as opposed to being godly. Mm. Like we're trying, you know wow. what? I want to make myself like the most high. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, I know somebody who do. said that. He's on my shirt. Right? And he's, he doesn't really have a good ending not, to his not story. Not this guy, not the Jesus character on my shirt. <laughs> the one who's the mad, other. bro. The, the one who's the mad. The one who's mad. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I love that scripture says it's God's kindness that leads us into repentance. Yeah. Um, I was reading Isaiah, no, Jeremiah. I was reading Jeremiah. And um, throughout Jeremiah, he's giving all these prophecies against Israel. And he's telling them like, um, you know, you're basically, you're whoring after these other gods, mm-hmm. you're doing all this stuff. You're defiled, you're wicked, you're evil. You're you all stank. this stuff. You stank, your breath smell bad. You ain't did your laundry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your toes crusty. He's on their heads oh. basically. But then he gets to this point where he says, there will come a time where I'm going to come and I'm going to purify you. Mm-hmm. And he calls them, uh, he calls it his virgin bride. Like, yeah. And to think about all of this wrong Mm-hmm. That the, the children of Israel did. And then God comes along and purifies and says in kindness, mm-hmm. it's his love that brings them into that. And then they live into that identity. Yeah. It's not that God m- waits for them to live into the identity. Then he calls them that. Right. God call. I'm going to call a people who are not my people, my people. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scriptures. Right. And so yeah. it it is his kindness that leads people into repentance, not your hateful Facebook quotes. Oh, it's God's kindness that leads us into repentance, but- not Quoting, you know, whoever that's the greatest debate, Ben Shapiro or, or I don't know anybody on the other side. On the other side. I mean, cause there's, you Have know, they reached the other side? No, I'm sorry, not <laughs> dead. I mean, I liberal conservative. I don't know both yeah. sides, but it's not quoting this person yeah. and telling everybody, see, see how smart they are and see how wrong you are. Yeah. No, it's the kindness. It's interpersonal relationship. It's not being offended mm-hmm. when you experience the sin in other people's lives because you know there's sin in your life that offended God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It causes us to view people through the cross. Mm, So uh, talking about that phrase, because the first time I heard that phrase, I was like, I think it means I have to imagine the cross every time I look at somebody. Like, I don't, I don't know what that means. And then it was kind of like this almost like Catholic religious thing. Like, okay, I need to picture Jesus dying on the cross every time I'm dealing with someone, which maybe that's how your mind works. But maybe when we view everyone through the cross, we have Mm -hmm. to understand what the cross represents. Go ahead. Death. The, the cross what? is a, the cross is a murder weapon. It's an yeah. execution tool. Um, a lot of people have said like, well, if Jesus would have died during a different time period, it would have been an electric chair yeah. or you know, whatever, a guillotine. Um, but it's not just death period. It's death to self. Mm-hmm. It's that daily killing of the flesh. And 
I love, um, there's a song, I think it's Tadashi has a song or I don't remember who it is now, um, about making war. Mm -hmm. Um, and he he uses a sample from John Piper's sermon about killing the flesh, his series about that making war on the flesh. So death, whereas the, um, the Romans use it as a tool of intimidation and, Mm -hmm. and murder and execution and public humiliation. God chooses to use it as a weapon against sin and the flesh and offendedness and booty hurtness. And so that's what we need to view the cross as it's that, that death. So when I I'm viewing people through the cross, I'm walking in such a way that I'm offended by and offensive towards the right things. Mm, That's good. Yeah, that's good. Like the things that in me need to be dealt with on a daily basis, the things that, that in me are seeking to steal, kill and destroy. Yeah, I love that when Jesus has the um, the parable of the, um, the ungrateful tenant, right, or the ungrateful mm, servant, servant, yeah, where he says, you know, the one who got forgiven of so much, he goes and he chokes the other dude out, and right? Just a little bit of money, and the the import of that story is that's how we are when we live offended. Yes, because what we're saying when we're living in offendedness is what you've done is more offensive to me than what I've done that put Jesus on the cross. That put Jesus on the cross. It's saying the sin in my life that leads me to hell and that spits on the grace of God mm-hmm. that I accept, that I gladly, these snide attitudes that I'm having, these yeah. um, passive aggressive posts that I'm making, these, Come on. you know, whatever, this, this sin, this, this, this hurtful part of my life, mm-hmm. um, this isn't as big a deal as the fact that you voted for the other party. Oh Lord. The fact that I'm, you know, a serial adulterer, that I'm lusting after everybody mm. I see, that's not as important as the fact that you don't agree with my stance on gun rights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's we're living in this, this weird place where we put ourselves in the center. Yeah. And so in order to see someone through the cross, you have to be humble enough to say, okay, is the thing that they're saying any worse than how I was before Jesus saved my soul or how I was before I found reconciliation or how I was Mm -hmm. before I repented or is what they're doing and saying any worse than who I was at my lowest. Yeah. And it's not just about what you did or didn't do, because that's one thing I think we get hung up on in some, um, expressions of Christianity. Oh yeah. Comparing Um, our sin, comparing our sin or saying, well, like I've heard some pastors say, even in our tradition, Mm -hmm. like, well, I sinned in these ways. Like I did these certain transgressions against God because it's the known transgression of a known law or whatever. But the reality is, and what the gospel teaches us, if you actually read the word of God for yourself, is that by your nature, Mm -hmm. I'm talking straight out the womb, straight out of womb. Wait, what is it? Straight out of belly. I don't know. There's a baby thing. It's like straight out of Compton, but it's like a comparison straight. Anyway. So like from the, (laughs) from the very beginning, Uh you were offensive because everything from the first cry, from life's first cry, mm. we want what we want. Yeah. That's the whole reason babies cry. Womp, womp, womp. We want what we want. We want, 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 want. So <laughs> you can't even argue that only at a certain point in your life had you done things that were sinful yeah. and you judge everybody based on that. No, look, from the first time I cried because I was uncomfortable and I wanted to be held and I wanted what I wanted from that first moment on, I have. Because I, of our broken because nature. Because of that we're just born the with. world that we live in. Yeah. That's the truth. And, I wanted to touch on a hymn that I thought. Don't be touching on him. You married, girl. Tom Ba. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. (laughs) Um, Unless you're talking about a me when you say (laughs) a him. Uh, uh, Of course. (laughs) 
<laughs> so there's a hymn called How Deep the Father's Love for Us. And I one. love the part of it. It says, Behold the man upon a cross, my sin upon his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Ashamed, I hear the mocking voice of everybody else. No, no, it's not I my hear sin. my mocking voice call right. out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there until mm-hmm. it was accomplished. His dying breath has brought me life. Yeah. And then it goes on, it says, I will not boast in anything. So like just the understanding that such were some of you. Yes. Like scripture yes. tells us like none of us gets to get out of this easy. Yeah. None of us gets the pass. Jesus is the pass, but we don't get to say like, well, I've always been great. And yeah. so it's just a few sins that I had when I was in college. You know, that one no, time it's your sin that held them there. It's, it's, it's your, your sin, sin, like the nature of humanity and sin that is manifest in your body. And that needs to keep us in this place of humility. Yes. That needs to keep yes. us in a place where, again, to view someone through the cross is to look at them and see the salvation that you needed represented in their brokenness. Yeah. And what that does is it frees you to not have to defend. It frees you to not have to punish. Mm-hmm. It frees you to not have to look at them as the enemy. Yeah. But to see them as someone who is in desperate need of mm-hmm. that bridge between you and Jesus in desperate need or between where they are. Yes. God. Yes. You know what I mean? They're in desperate need of like, man, you, wow, you're broken. You're hurting. It's that mm-hmm. image of you don't get mad at a blind man for stepping on your toes. Yes. Right? Yes. That to me um, is the picture of living the unoffended life. Yeah. When you realize that the people who are stomping around on toes mm-hmm. are blinded, they, they're veiled. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give a cultural example. Let's do it. Of this offendedness and not and someone who maybe doesn't know Jesus, like mm-hmm. maybe says that they know and they, they like know scriptures or they, they use the, the name of God. Yeah. Um, truly, if you are someone who cannot handle being called out for your wrong, mm-hmm. a person who cannot handle people bringing things to question about their character yeah. or bringing things to question about their um, policy or what they're doing as a leader. Mm-hmm. These are things that are an indication that you are offendable. You're highly offendable. Mm-hmm. You are also more inclined to be highly offensive mm-hmm. by saying things that are disparaging to certain groups of people and Come certain on. individuals and certain outlets. Yeah. Okay. And also it is a, the number one indicator that you have not had a transformation. Yeah. A true transformation. I'm not going to say anything about your salvation. Yeah, but there's, there's well, no sanctification. Say, there is not a process that's being continued in. So like, yeah. this is something we have to be aware of this. Again, scripture is the mirror for us first, yeah. but then also looking to people that we tend to put our hope and our confidence. in as leaders, we need to be able to evaluate, okay, hold on a second. This, this to me smells like the thing that I know I once had an issue with yeah. being highly offendable, being highly offensive and not yeah. really having wrestled with my sin. Yeah. Not really someone who doesn't think they need to ask forgiveness of God with someone who doesn't think they have to go to God and repent and be changed. Yeah. That's the spirit of antichrist. That's a, that is a spirit of antichrist it yeah. is, it is a spirit of being highly offendable. Yeah. And so w- we have to walk in such a way that mm-hmm. the things that offend us are the things that offend the Lord, Yeah, which is something that we view in that mirror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and part of that, part of looking at everyone through the cross is pushing back darkness. It's mm. not attacking people, but the things that are offensive, we speak the power and the light of Christ yes. into it. That's speaking the truth to power. That's why uh, Christians can say that they can protest, right? Yeah. It's not because, oh, well, this says you're not, you're supposed to follow all the rules of the land. But in that same vein, I can speak truth to power. I can say, hey, this is an issue. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not 
you know, upset. I'm not hurt personally, but I'm letting you know that this is wrong. And yeah. I'm able to speak that as a, as a believer living mm-hmm. unoffended means shining the light of Christ in these dark places. It means living in such a way that you represent Christ who you say mm-hmm. is your Lord. Yeah. Like we can't go around and, and act like we're Christ's bodyguard. Like we're, we're not the <laughs> right. bodyguard of the gospel. Right. We're transformed by the gospel and Jesus himself can defend himself. Mm-hmm. Our job is to love people. Yeah. He yeah. will be the judge at some point. Yeah. And so in order for us to live in this uh, gospel of, of being unoffended, mm-hmm. um, we have to see people through the cross. Yeah. And, we, and I love you had said something earlier about leaving room for repentance mm-hmm. rather than creating space for conflict. Oh, that's good. Like, Did I say that? You said that. Oh. Uh, I'm just quoting you. Sorry, I wasn't trying to be vain. Um, I like, really forgot. Right, because like, I was talking, we were talking about creating spaces. Like, mm-hmm. we want to create space. And that's a that's kind of a buzz phrase. Like, we want to create spaces for inclusion. And yeah. Really, as believers, we understand we don't create nothing. But you got to leave room. We have to leave room. We have to set ourselves aside long mm-hmm. enough to serve and love others. Make and, room. And we, we make room for the Lord, because it's the Lord's kindness that leads to repentance. Yeah. So if we are leaving room for that, that means we are being kind. That's right. We are being um, receptive and empathetic. Yeah. And we are measuring our words and our actions carefully. Before we get to uh, closing out, um, yeah. I just want to tell a quick, quick testimonial. Do it. Um, yes, there, Pastor, I'd like, I'd like to hear testimony this morning. Uh, there's been numerous times and again this is not out of arrogance or vanity but this is just my own personal example so it's what i know best there have been many times where conversations that have led to a deeper recognition recognition of jesus as lord in the life of someone all started with someone exposing their sin exposing their anger their hatred whatever to me and mean choosing not to be offended yeah like when you're able to hear somebody's wretchedness Mm. and you're able to be like man I'm going to view you through the cross. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to love you. I'm going to leave space here. Yeah. I'm not going to condemn you. Yeah. I'm not going to cast you into the outer darkness, but I'm, I'm going to leave space mm-hmm. so that you can experience God here. Yeah. When you can do that as a believer, it it's mind blowing mm-hmm. what God does with that. Yeah. God enters into that space and he starts to change hearts. He starts to woo people out of their defensiveness mm-hmm. because or their offensiveness even. Yeah. When you can allow space for the Holy spirit to lead them deeper then instead of you trying to jump in there and be like, you can't live that way because God said, and you can't do because yeah. in his word. Okay. Hey, yeah. listen, here's the word of God. Yeah. Tell, you tell me what it says. Yeah. You tell me what, what he's saying to you. How is not saying like you make up your own gospel, but read his word and <laughs> yeah. tell me how is the Lord revealing himself in this? Yeah. All that being that I wanted to say that because that's, that's what creating or making space mm-hmm. looks like instead of, creating conflict yeah or putting people at at a distance yeah in a way that's not like just a healthy boundary like there's there's room to to give people okay you know what all right you said that that was not cool that you said that but not cool dude not cool dude but but hey i i just want you to know i still care about you as a person that's right and um and not calling into account every single word that someone says um, because that that isn't our job. That's right. It is. It's a way above our pay grade. Amen. Um, and ultimately, like we say, we want to to encourage you to live the gospel of the unoffendable, not because we have a monopoly on it. No. But because we we have come to understand that the gospel, by definition, means good news. Mm-hmm. Good news for for the believer. It's good news for um, creation. It's good news for all. Um, 
I don't know why I say it like that. For all. Um, <laughs> so, all. If you realize how great this good news really is, yeah. you'll be so focused on the goodness of God. You'll be so focused on how much he loves you and how rich his mercy and how, how just lavish his love mm-hmm. that these destructive thought patterns and these toxic, like relational dynamics mm-hmm. that once held you back, that once were a yoke, yeah, they won't even be able to offend you or offend your life anymore. They will yeah. not have a hold on you. They will not be your identity. They will not burden your spirit any longer. It's not a matter of just think positive and, you know, don't focus on those negative things. It's truly like embrace the good news that the gospel is. You once, you once deserved hell. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Yet God in his great mercy chose to pursue you, chose to put elements of grace in your life from the very first moment you opened your eyes. He chose to put people and influences in your life that would lead you down a path that would show you he loves you. That's right. And he led you by his Holy Spirit. He opened up the gospel to, he opened up the word and made it breathe life into your dead body Come on, so that you might walk in fullness of grace so that you might be the manifest glory of God for someone today. That's right. He did all of that for you. That is so good. Praise God. That's, That's the awesome. only good. That's right. So therefore, what have I to fear? Mm-hmm. Whom shall I fear? Yeah, what, what have I to be offended about? Exactly. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm. Well, if this has blessed you in any way, if this series has blessed you in any way, um, challenged you in any way, please let us know. Also, yeah. take the time to share. Rate this on um, iTunes, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, everywhere you know, on YouTube, just share so that somebody can know about the life saving and transformational gospel that will lead us out of this life of unoffendedness. Yeah. Sorry, this life of offendedness yes. <laughs> into the gospel of the unoffended. Yes. And if you are someone you've listened to this, you've heard this and you're like, I, I don't have that. I yeah. don't know. You know, I thought I knew, or maybe I've just been resisting so long. I don't know how to embrace this gospel that you're talking about. I just want you to know right now where you are. Where you are. Right now. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on. Jesus wants to be your Lord. Yes. He wants to. He chooses to pursue you. Every single thing you've experienced, even this, Lord, thank you. Even this podcast is God's grace to give you that invitation. So I just want you to know there is no magical set of words you need to say. There is no dance you have to do. All you have to do right now in this moment, he says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's right. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell every single person like, Hey, this is all the terrible stuff I've always done. God knows. He knows your heart. He loves you. He loves you right where you are, no matter what, no matter where you are. I just want you to know that you can have that relationship with him today. If you're in that place and you're like, I just need to know next steps, contact us. Yes. Get a hold of us. We will be happy to to walk you in those next steps. And try to plug you into wherever you are to a believer, um, a group of believers. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't heard Kylie Joe's song, Save Me, uh, what it says in there is all you have to do is surrender and say, that's it. Save me. Yes. That's but it. I was focused on the surrender. Part. Um, <laughs> well, so. this has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope you've gotten a dose of real life, real, real, real life. No myth. Be, Be blessed. blessed.
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.